Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. With me, as usual, is L. Colin Mitchell. <laughs> We're Spanish now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We are going We're going full Spanish. Deportes. All right. Um, oh, you need a pen? You yeah, I do need a pen. Um, so, Colin, we're about, what, three days late? Two days late? We were going to do this yesterday, but, you know, stuff happens. So, on Thursday, three days ago, North Texas and FAU met in the last home game of the season in Den, in Apogee Stadium. And it was a lot of things. It was emotional. It was filled with relief. It was promising. Um, it was also filled with despair. Oh, it was a lot of fear. I think fear is the best word there. Fear is definitely the I best mean, word. There's a lot of there were a lot of emotions in this um, in this game between North Texas and FAU. Um, there's a lot of star power. Even I mean, Lane Kiffin, Seth Luttrell, Devin Singletary, Mason Fine. You mean just to start it? But unfortunately, entering the game, you know, Mason, um, North Texas had just lost to Old Dominion. FAU is. Five and was five and five entering the game, so the the hype around the game was kind of lessened, wouldn't you say? Yeah, um, but I'm just saying this: the attendance is actually pretty good. Okay, so, yes. so people people understood how important this game was, but there was no hype. Yeah, the, it the was student just, attendance. I think the student attendance was, yeah. was really good, and it was impressive because I there was no way I was expecting that many people to come out. I um, but I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. They've been listening to the pod apparently. Of course. Um, for our call to action to please show up to games. Um, but no, I mean, there wasn't a lot of hype, but I feel like the game the game atmosphere had not enough energy to it, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, the game was on a Thursday. It was at 8.30 p.m. God, The game ended at time. about 12.15. I didn't get home until 3 in the morning. Yeah, I, well, yeah, you have to drive a long way. Yeah. I, I mean, I got home about 2.30 or so, so... Uh, the main thing that I want to talk about, I mean, just to go over the general stuff, mm-hmm. North Texas defeated FAU 41-38. to um, They jumped ahead 17-0 in the first quarter. FAU led at halftime 21-20. to um, Seth Luttrell joked after the game that he uh, preferred to go into halftime down because they play better down than ahead. <laughs> I guess I guess statistics do prove he that. Said, he said that to me, and I was like, <laughs> you know what, Coach, you're right. So, uh, But then they come out in the third quarter. Uh, Mason Fine goes down. We'll talk about that. Quinn Shambor comes in, two, rushes for two touchdowns, and then DeAndre Torrey breaks a touchdown late in the game to seal the victory and put North Texas at eight and three on the season, four and three in conference play, and drops FAU to five and six, three and four in conference play. FAU has Charlotte still on their schedule, so they'll probably be bowl eligible in Lane Kiffin's second season. But um, this was a game that both teams needed to win, and so for North Texas to come out on top. It was a. Uh, it was promising. I think is is the main thing. I think it was promising, but also very important um, because I know we talked about last week. If North Texas lost this game, or had a similar performance like they did to ODU, that this season could be looked at as a failure mm-hmm. um, compared to last season. So I think it was very important, especially after getting blown out twice last season to the same team. Yeah. Um, it was good to have this type of win, a very gutsy win over FAU. So. Uh, I think it was kind of the make-or-break game for the season. Yeah. Um, are you going to apologize for picking FAU? No, because we, we won. North Texas won. North Texas. But, hey, my score was the closest. I, I don't even remember our score. I, was, um, I, I, I said 40-37. to 37. It was 41. What was it? Yeah, 30. make me go back and look at the Was numbers. it 41-37? Numbers. You said 41-37 FAU. 
That's pretty close. <laughs> I, wait, so I don't even know what the... 41-38. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> Except good. you had it flipped for the teams, but yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, I had 30-24 to 24 North Texas, but... Um, so, if you're watching on the stream, you see we have Quinning as our main main tab. Quinn, the great Quinn Shambor. The great Quinn Shambor. He was on the 2013 team. He was he was on every team, basically. He was on every team. Ever. Um... The uh, Quinn, so Quinn came in in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Mason Fine went down with, I mean, he was grabbing his hand after the game. He basically said that he saw some blood in his hands. Then he opened it up, and it just started gushing blood, and in his hands. So it was, it was a really scary uh, sight for him. And so everyone in the press box was like, "What is happening? Oh yeah. my gosh! I just feared the worst. I'm just, I started. Oh man." I'm it was gonna, bad. I'm not gonna lie. I started writing my cider with the lead. Oh no! Of, <laughs> of you know, silence. The crowd was silent on their feet or everything yeah. like that, and waiting for Mason Fine to get up and all this stuff. Yeah, I had my whole cider ready, just wait, uh, anticipating him being out because it looked pretty bad. I mean, two guys nailed him off the off the opposite edges, and. One of they was called for. I mean, it wasn't called targeting, but it was called it was roughing, roughing the, passer. the passer. Yeah. Um, I could see a targeting because they just one of them lowered their head really hard. But um, either way, I I understood it. So he went down. He let, went to the locker room. Quinn Shambor came in, finished off that drive with uh, what was it, a five yard run, and then uh, the next drive he takes them down and ends it with an eighteen yard run, six play, thirty nine yard um, drive to put North Texas up thirty four to twenty four. And from there, it just kind of looked like the confidence of this team was at an all-time high. It was funny because <laughs> Seth, after the game, said, man, uh, when Mason came back out, he was like, I was uh, having, a, having a tough time deciding. Um, I was thinking about how I'm going to tell Mason that he's not going back in the game. <laughs> the the all-time leading passer at the school is, is not going to finish this game. <laughs> but um, then he ended up conceding and putting Mason back in the game. Whether that was for the best or not, who knows. But, I mean, Mason was fine. Mason got the offense going. He had two, well, I guess you want to call them fumbles. Yeah, uh, ba- one of them One of them was the glove. Kind one of, of them. Slipped well, out of his glove. Well, one of, no, the glove was on the left. One of them he, like, threw, and as he was going back to throw it, it slipped out of his hand. And then the other yeah. one was a, I don't remember the other one. It was a handling situation. So, I'm, Mason obviously wasn't at 100% to close the game out, but he got the job done. And uh, like I said, DeAndre Torrey had a 92-yard run, and he ended with um, – it's the third game in a row where he's had a season high in rushing, in a, a career high, basically. Uh, he had 184 yards, one touchdown, 10.8 yards per carry, uh, exclamation point on that run. And Mason Fine, he had 28 pass attempts in the first half. He had five in the second half. So um, he ended up going 22-33 for 295 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Two picks is obviously pretty yeah. big for both, a guy. Both were tips, kind of, though. Yeah, uh, well, one of them, the linebacker one was was a good play by the yeah. linebacker. He knocked it out of the air and then caught it. That was a good one. The other one was a drop pass. I, I, wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say any of them were just completely errant passes to where Nason yeah. just didn't see yeah. a defender. The, the, first one, the first one wasn't good, but I, it was kind of an uh, underthrown ball, but um, I it wasn't a terrible throw. So, uh, But how much... So then, if you have if you haven't read my cider on that game yet about Quinn Shambor, it was really a, an emotional press conference. Very emotional. And I've talked to Quinn up 
a good amount, probably more than anyone else, <laughs> because yeah. any any more reporter on the team. Uh, last year, I, I talked to him quite frequently. I probably talked to him like five times last year. This mm-hmm. year, I probably talked to him like once. But still, um, he complimented my Lululemon shirt one time. <laughs> that was a you've made it high point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Quinn is a great guy. Every time you talk to him, and all the all his teammates, every coach will tell you that he's a huge leader on this team and. So for him to have the night he had was tremendous. And then somebody at the press conference asked him, you know, what it meant to him to uh, to score, you know, in the end zone in his last game in Apogee Stadium. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all in my cider, basically. But basically, his opening quote was, well, I've been here for about 10 years. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it feels, honestly. I mean, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> how uh, old is he? I don't even know, man. He's it's, old. It's like his sixth year in college in, at North Texas. So... Um, like, he he had a high, then the lowest of lows, and now he's kind of back at the top. Yeah, I mean, to, to, so to end his career there. But then, I mean, then he revealed that he lost a loved one this week, too. So that just added even more emotion to yeah. it. And with all this, just, I mean, fighting back tears to get through a press conference. Just, he was, you know, he is an emotion, emotional guy, but he's an emotional leader on this team. And so to ha- see him have the type of performance he had was amazing. It was awesome. It was, um, it it was, was awesome. awesome. So, speaking of, of, of Quinn's great impact on the game, uh, he scored two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. The offense was kind of stalling beforehand, mm-hmm. like I guess before Mason's injury. So what? how much of an impact do you think Quinn's two touchdowns have? Like, do you think this team could have scored with Mason in, as opposed to Quinn? So, hold on. I have to change the stream name real quick. Sad. Uh, but the thing is, uh, Quinn Shambor, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so 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 professional. I don't want people thinking that's a basketball podcast. That's fair. Or, yeah, this it could be. One. Imagine Quinn Shambor balling out. I don't want to. Oh, okay. I, I, speaking of which, I saw Trevor Moore and Kenny Byers back at the rec like two weeks ago. You play him? No, no, I'm not good right now. Had to Sad. play on the, the 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 side court. My court. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I had to play on the the not so great court. The Colin court. Had to get my confidence back up, even though I was like 0 for five from three. Which was terrible. It's okay. But it's anyways, okay. so Quinn basically said after the game, he was like, it doesn't matter who was in, you know, Mason or me, we were going to score that drive. And I I believe that. I do think that either one would have scored those those drives. But, I mean, Quinn, you could tell Quinn caught FAU off, off guard. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't plan for him. I mean, why would you? Quinn has played probably 20 snaps this season. Yeah. If that. I mean, so they weren't prepared for him. Uh, but... And it was funny because all the quarterbacks started warming up when Mason went down. You're we like, <laughs> Jason Bean over there? What That's is about that? about to go through everybody. Jason Martin over K- there? Kaysen? What is happening? I really wanted to see a Kaysen I did game. Not. What are you talking about? I just wanted, FAU? I, no, no, no. I just wanted to see him in there. Like, I, like if like if it was like a blowout. Say say Mason was actually injured and then Quinn just kind of wasn't doing well. You throw Kaysen in there. Imagine Kaysen scoring a touchdown. He just started dancing. He just danced. He <laughs> just danced. He'd run out to the 50 and so, just... So, um, <laughs> Quinn, I do think Quinn added a, another layer to this offense that FAU wasn't expecting. So his ability to run the ball and, I mean, the power run game that he did, I mean, he was so good. I mean, four what was it four carries for 34 yards. And two touchdowns, yeah. And two touchdowns. So his read option ability was good. He had um, only, he was only one for two passing for eight yards. But we know he can throw the ball. I mean, we know he's pretty accurate. We saw that against Iowa last yep. year. So Gordon. he's not. he's probably one of the better qu- backup quarterbacks 
it, I I don't know all the a backup he's, quarterbacks. He's more he's than a serviceable. Good, he's a good backup. Yeah, he's more than serviceable. So, I mean, all credit to him for staying ready there. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, basically, the North Texas offense looked really good. Forty-one points. I mean, they started off the game good. They kind of stalled in the second quarter for three points, but then third quarter, they um, they kind of rebounded. Yeah. Once Quinn uh, once Quinn came in, and I uh, I think the offense line was okay. I'm uh, I mean, Mason got drilled a couple times. He had to move a couple times, but uh, I think the run blocking was was solid as usual. Yeah. It was probably one of their better overall games. Jordan Murray got toasted a couple times. I saw. <laughs> Uh, Brady and I saw Brady Keen and I. We uh, were watching that pretty intently, and he did get cooked a couple times. Jordan did off the edge, but um, you know it's Jordan Murray. Well, he's 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 still working hard. Two so. more games. Yeah, two more games. <laughs> uh, and um, also, I think we actually remind remind us to mention the uh, the left tackle that they're getting. Yeah, from I, the, I was the, I was bringing that up. Year. But yeah, now that we're on Jordan Murray, I just wanted to make sure we bring up that they North Texas added a graduate transfer. He's gonna be very a good. A graduate senior transfer from Virginia Tech, who basically I was told will start at left tackle the day he walks on campus. So yeah, that's very promising as well. I wanted to mention that because that came out like last week. Yeah, or something. we'll obviously go into more of that after the season ends. Like of in course. terms of yes. next season and recruiting and everything yeah. like that. We'll go into super depth, depth, but. Um, what did you see from FAU in this game? What what stood out to you about them? Because, I mean, you look on paper, North Texas held their running backs to 91 yards for Singletary, 76 yards for White. Yeah. It wasn't a strong performance. Robinson, the quarterback, had was 21-35 for two touchdowns, two picks, and 294 yards. I mean, what what did you take away from? Oh, I, I, it was kind of what I expected in terms of how they'd play. Um, obviously, Chris Robinson is not the best quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but their offense kind of plays to North Texas' strengths in terms of run defense, and we talked about that during the La Tech game and the SMU we game. We talked about leading up to the FAU game. Yeah. The run defense. Yeah. Um, and I think they did what they needed to do to kind of, you know, I mean, that's, that's, you're not going to hold Devin Singletary below 50 yards in a game. I think what they did was, was fantastic in terms of run defense. Um, they did give up that play-action pass over the top. For a touchdown, mm-hmm. which I mean, down the seam. Yeah. When he doesn't, when when you when your quarterback is whatever really bad through that first quarter or whatever it was, <laughs> yeah. you might give up one of those. But no, I think I think FAU FAU definitely could have scored a lot more points if North Texas did not have this run defense that it does this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's exactly what we both expected and exactly what North Texas expected to win this game. Yeah, and uh, what was it? Don't forget that at the beginning of the fourth quarter. FAU missed a field goal. It went off the upright. The forty-one yard. Yeah. Yep. So they missed. They to tie they the had game. Chance. They had chances. Um, Which again was, we talked about because they go for it on fourth and what short all the time. So <laughs> yeah, they do, um, and they did a couple times. And yeah, North Texas stopped them. I remember on one fourth down. Actually, I think uh, they stopped was, them on the forty. Yeah, let me look at the, the box. forty something. Let I me thought. look at the box. Um, on fourth downs. Fourth downs. They were FAU was two or three. So. I was wrong on that, but North and North Texas was zero for one. So, uh, again, fourth downs are not going to be are not the strength of this North Texas team. Yeah, but, which we've learned. Yeah, throughout the season. Um. Oh, one more thing. Actually, no, we'll save that. We'll save that. Anything else stick out to you in this in this game? Before not we, about the game. No. Before we move on, because uh, we are a few days removed, but uh, I do think it's just a big win. Just what does this win mean? Well, I think again, team? I think it saves your season. 
in terms of the in, not in terms of like the way that a hardcore fan looks at it or like in terms of like a coaching staff looks at it but in terms of the casual fan they look at it and go oh this team's worse than last season because one they'd have a worse record might have gone like eight and five or something right exactly and fau beats you again so it's kind of like oh that's that sucks you know yeah. what i'm saying so i think this this game saves your season in terms of the the look and image of this team which mm-hmm. i think is super important for a team that was nothing before seth came yeah so. i mean yeah the 10 wins is still on the table yeah, right now, and, and which would be again huge, especially if you beat a good bowl team. So, man, imagine if they go ten and three, and we still have that old Dominion loss. <laughs> we still have to look back and be like, damn, that, that we'll old just, we'll just, really we'll just be happened. like, yeah, they beat they beat uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah, we'll that's just what we'll that, say. That, that's all we'll, we'll go say. With that. Yeah. Man, eleven and two, bro. How good would that sound? Whew. Wasn't but meant to be. Whatever, whatever. Wasn't ten, meant to be. Ten three sounds good too. All right. Um, what do we have next? Is it questions? Is it question time? Um, for anybody in chat. Please ask Anybody. your questions now. We do have some questions posted on the board and on Twitter. So if you want to do that on Twitter instead, ask us on Twitter. Yes, anything. Um, but type in chat, feel free to, and we will answer them during this segment. So, Bruni, I know you have a few questions teed up for us. So. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I have a basketball one ready. I forgot that it was basketball. All right, actually, I have it. Where's that Twitter? Let's do that Twitter one. Well, the that one that we basketball. skipped last week. Oh, was it basketball? Oh, the one last week? Yeah. I have to go back and find it. It's all right. Uh, here's a football one though. Ready? Yep. I've noted. I've noted over, the, and this was on the board on Mean Green twenty four seven. So again, that's a very easy way to get in contact with us. We will answer your questions. I mean, Gabe Brook will also answer your questions. And Subscribe for that VIP content. Yeah, that's yeah. Hey, plug. Thank you. <laughs> he said, um, hey. No, but yeah, post on the board. Um, all you have, to, you don't even have to pay for that. That's free. Um, but you just have to have an account. So. Get over there and post on the uh, make a topic and post whatever you want. And uh, what, is this? what is this, Colin? What are you showing me? <laughs> okay. Um, we'll talk about that on the basketball podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. He said, "I've noted over the last couple games that the North Texas defense line is not is not getting enough pressure on the opposing quarterback. I got frustrated with that during the ODU game, and this was repeated in the FAU game. What is happening there? Different scheme." players worn out at the end of the season that was where he ended it those are the questions okay so i mean do you, you start with the with 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 your analysis on that okay um i responded to him on the board but basically what i'm saying is that the um against the run game against fau they were they were really good mm-hmm. like we can agree on that i mean Dion noble yeah all year um, they've been that good yeah i so i mean rod young ulausi tawalo those guys have been really good at plugging their holes on a consistent basis. And when you go against FAU, it all starts up front, obviously. Right. And so I think they did a really good job at plugging a lot of holes. Um, it helped that defensively they you know, brought safeties down and the linebackers were down and everything to help with the run game. But it starts up front. And if they, if they get pushed back off, off the jump, then Singletary is going to just destroy um, North Texas. Also, we we didn't mention Singletary's. What was it? The third quarter or something like that, or maybe it was the second. He just went off. Yeah, there, there well, was a, he had a stretch where he just like I, went off. I don't really know if it was a one off. He North Texas had the turnover and then he ran for twenty nine yards or whatever for that touchdown. And then I mean, it was like it was kind of like North Texas shot themselves in I the think, foot and yeah. then or FAU capitalized on that. Yeah. I don't anyways, really know if it was him getting hot. Yeah. Anyways, but um, I do in the pass rush. I guess I do understand what he's saying. But I still think Ladarius Hamilton got to the quarterback a couple times pretty effectively. In the fourth quarter at the end of the game, was 
I don't know if it was the Kyrie Muhammad interception or if it was just a different play, but Ladarius got to him. He just didn't get the sack. He didn't get credit right. for it. Um, FAU is not a pass-heavy team, even though they passed the ball 35 times. 35 times, yeah. and that's a lot. A lot of that is just scheme. Uh, North Texas making people pass the ball again. You know, we've we've come to see that, right? Right. North Texas making average quarterbacks beat them, and uh, so. But also, what I'm what I what I said is that the scheme Ruffett has is not for his three down linemen to get the sacks, right? right. It's for Jamie King, JoJo Azogu, for Brandon Garner, EJ Gio to get the sacks, the linebackers to get the yeah, sacks. Yeah, off the edge. Yeah. So I'm not too distraught with the defensive line not getting sacks or anything like that. I think they do a fine job in the run game, and as long as they occupy one or two guys on the front line and do their twists or whatever correctly, Mm -hmm. they do their job. It's a non-glamorous position. They know that. Everyone knows that. So if it doesn't reflect in the stat line, I don't think that's a a big deal. I agree. It's more of an eye test type of thing. I agree. we, 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 We see the, you know, the line just giving the quarterbacks pressure and i mean they've done the run game the run defense has been fantastic this year and we saw it against la tech and this game especially so i don't think it's it's right to complain about it um obviously sacks are good but you're not always going to have that fantastic rusher that's going to get you know sack and have two sacks a game every game north texas didn't have a single sack by the way worth noting it was interesting 35 but pass I, attempts but i don't know if that's he got the ball out fast, and he always he either he always ran on the outside. I mean, he always tried to escape the pocket. It wasn't like he wasn't trying to he stay was the on pocket. the move. Right, exactly. He's not. One he's thing not, I do want to say. Sorry, ahead. I was just gonna say he's not gonna stay in the pocket and look for the open man because that's not what he's capable of doing. And we only saw he only saw him go over the top probably three times that whole game. Yeah, everything else was short, or he'd run on the outside and just kind of try to get a few yards. Yeah. Uh, one one guy I do want to mention is Dion Noble, who we've mentioned a couple times as the season's progressed. Mm-hmm. He had five tackles, two solo, um, one one for loss. So I believe he's a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he's young. We yeah, mentioned him, that early in the season. Yeah, him and uh, Ladarius Hamilton have been going back and forth at that position. Uh, Ladarius Hamilton had four assisted tackles as well. Um, so, I mean, these guys are getting numbers. I mean, Rod Young had three tackles. TJ Tuolo had... Uh, three tackles as well so i mean it's not like these guys aren't showing up like, yeah they're yeah. getting pressure they're getting they're moving there were a lot of times where fau got zero yards rushing yeah they, there were a lot of times where they were stuck yeah more than so, once i mean that doesn't just happen exactly it's, no i happens, agree it starts up front uh it is interesting i don't know if you saw this but bryce english was in a boot yes or thursday i, I did guess. not see this yeah he was in a boot when he uh when they came up on the field i forgot to mention that to you so he's not playing it's on his Left leg. Hope he's okay. I hope he is too. Yeah. Um, that's the only question I had, though. Um, for all of football? Yes. I have, some, I have more basketball ones. Okay. Well, hey, in chat, if you uh, want to type in some questions, let us know. If not, then I think it's time to move on to our what was going to be something new, or nothing. New segment? Well, we have a new segment. It's new not seg- something or nothing. It's fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Very original idea. Nobody's ever done this before. Very original um, Do you want to go first, Colin? You're I have something. three of them. I have four. Okay, so I go first. Well, why would you go first? Because I, I want to go first. Okay, sure. Okay, all right. So uh, basically the way this works is I, I'll say a statement and it'll have be... Fill in the blank. Uh, it fill in the blank. You should know how fill in the blank works. It's very open-ended. You should know how fill in the blank works. Right, exactly. Okay, here we go. Without Quinn Shambor's two touchdowns, North Texas blank. <laughs> well, uh, does Mason still get hurt? 
So we're saying Mason's out, and if Quinn Schimbor doesn't isn't there, I'm saying no. He Quinn comes in, but he doesn't score, and then Mason comes back. What happens? North Texas, <laughs> North Texas loses, uh, because the run game alone would not have would not have done enough. I mean, they would have got a field goal at least on the first drive. Like they were almost in field goal range when Quinn came in initially. Yeah. So I mean, they would have got a field goal at least. But I mean, obviously, if you don't get his two touchdowns or you don't get his contribution and his energy uh, out of the backfield, I just there's there's no way that they would have won that game. Okay, I agree. I was gonna say the same thing. Uh, North Texas loses this game by two touchdowns. Jesus. So, yeah. All right, here we go. Next up, um, <laughs> five drops by the North Texas receivers is blank. Very bad. Um, <laughs> wow. This is great diction we, we, here. We're we, using great. We've diction. seen we've seen this team drop so many passes. It's unbelievable. And I don't quite understand why. Bruni doesn't understand why. We've been going through this this whole season. Like, if you catch half of the passes that they've dropped, you could argue that this team wins another game. (laughs) Like, that's how crazy (laughs) these drops are. They definitely do. So, first of all, so yeah, I mean, I don't don't know what to say other than very bad because that's what it is. It's, I mean, some of the drops are just, I mean, terrible. Guyton had a bad one. Tori Uh, had a bad one. Tori had a bad one. I think. I'm trying to think if Kelvin did. Definitely Mike Law had a bad one. I remember that as well. Um, I mean, yeah, Mason ended the game 22 of 33, and five of those are basically completions. So 27 of 33. It's pretty crazy. And um, I'm going to say five drops by the receivers is unsurprising. Is that a word? <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah, no, it I like that. Word. I'm going to go with it. Okay. It's It's not surprising, basically. I mean, for all the reasons you said, it's just become kind of routine at this point. These are receivers who are really good at – I'm not even going to say they're really good at creating space, but they, they can get open. They yeah. are smart receivers. They're kind of – they're experienced receivers. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for this. Uh, it wasn't even that cold. It was like 50 degrees. Yeah. I mean, at, at least when the game started. So Mason try, kind of made excuses that the ball was slippery or something. But Mason knows. Give me a break. I, I want to see. I want to see how many passes they've dropped all season, and then add that to complete to, like, to completed passes, yeah. and just see what well, his percentages. Yeah, I'd have to look up. I well, Mason's. Uh, you basically have to look up Mason's adjusted completion percentage, and that accounts for all that stuff. So I'll okay. look that up one day. All right, my turn. Go ahead. Um, North. Uh, we kind of already talked about this, but you didn't really talk about it. You asked me about it. North Texas beating FAU makes this season blank. North Texas beating FAU this season make or makes this season <laughs> I don't want to say exactly what you said but the first thing that came to mind was not a failure <laughs> exactly because that's what it okay, is okay how about this how about this better than last year that's interesting argue that because at this point in the year you are 8 and 3 right presumably you beat UTSA right so 9 and 3 on the year just excluding the bowl game which who knows who will play or who North Texas will play at that point, but you have wins over SMU, Arkansas, Liberty, um, Southern Miss. You have lost two lo- two losses to teams who are just as good as you, if not better. Right. Um, and then you have the Old Dominion loss, which is a bad loss. But last year you had five like non-competitive losses. So you weren't even like in those games. And they were to teams like SMU, to Troy, who was obviously good. 
um, Iowa. Um, who was the other ones? There was a. No, they beat. I mean, they ran the table pretty much. Oh, FAU twice. That's what those were the other two. Yeah. Um, and those those were all non non competitive. Yeah. I mean, North Texas was not in that game, and they scored a majority of their touchdowns in the end. So. Yeah. And so you look at all five of those games, you get five bad losses pretty much mm-hmm. out of the way, and then you have the rest of your wins, close wins. You barely win a lot of games, and now this year they're putting together at least good performances, and they're winning games. In non-conference, they're winning games convincingly, and then in conference they're just getting by kind of. But still, it's a small improvement. If you lose to FAU, you're seven and four, you know, moving forward, and it's kind of tough to argue that. But a yeah. win over FAU. A good FAU team is uh, is pretty promising to me. So I'll, I'm, I'll say that a win makes this season better than last year. Okay. And as long as they don't lose to Yeah, and I, I already answered this earlier, so I don't feel like there's a need for me to repeat myself. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. Fill in the blank. <laughs> I was blank when Mason finally went down. <laughs> How did I not think of this one? I don't know. Dang. When May- okay, so I'm just going to tell you my experience of what happened. Okay, so go ahead. I went down. I was in the elevator going down to the field to take photos when mm-hmm. Mason got injured. I came out on the field, and I didn't know who was down. So I didn't know until he got up and walked to the sideline, and the announcer was like, Mason finds the injured player off the field, because I was like, dang, he's, he was down on the field for a long time. Yeah. So then I look at my text messages, and everyone's like, compound fracture and all this stuff. And I was like, this season's over. I was terrified. I was that, like, this season's over, and if it, I didn't know what hand it was on or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, if it's a throwing hand, is he the same? Like I was, Literally every scenario, I was like, he's going to break the passing record, and then he's just going to have some ridiculous injury. Yeah. Um, so can you repeat what your blank was? I was blank when Mason Fine went down. I was very sad when Mason Fine went Gosh, down. Gosh, your diction is just off the charts right now. <laughs> what, what, what else can I say? Terrified. No, uh, I was very shook. Okay, okay. I was you, shook. I was I was I was visibly shaken crying when North <laughs> I was crying I was when Mason crying. Fine went down. <laughs> bro, no, I almost I mean I was I was You said I almost cried. <laughs> I was sad, bro. It was sad. I mean I was just sitting there like, man, this is really this is gonna be a moment I'll never forget. But see I didn't have that shock of like when it first happened. Yeah. So I just was like, Oh Yeah, like, you didn't see the hit. I didn't yeah, I didn't see the hit. And man. I mean I've seen lot Mason get hit lots of times man, and every time was... I've been like uh it was bad, man. Everybody in the press was like, "Oh, you know." The gif of him like looking at his hand and then calling, yes. calling Seth over, like, "Yes, help me." Why haven't you tweeted that gif yet? Also, we have to tweet it. You should. Well, you should have already. Tell him to get in the stream. We'll Dude. tweet it out with the SoundCloud thing. How's that? All right, sure, whatever. Um, but no, yeah, basically, I felt um, the first word that I I, I think of is uh, I was terrified. That's what I was, because I just thought, like, I kept thinking, like, this is a moment I'll never forget. Like, we're going to talk about this in five years. Like, hey, Mason, remember when Mason went down? <laughs> remember when Mason broke the passing record and then fell off the and face then, like, of the earth? Like, <laughs> destroyed his wrist because two guys, like, nailed him? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking about. But then he comes back, and... When he came back with the beautiful. glove, I was like, the legend continues. The legend <laughs> I was like, the legend continues, continues man. He, so... So let's let's go deeper into this then. So if Mason say he did have a terrible injury or whatever, what does it mean for this program? Knock on wood. I'm talking about. It's already passed. You okay. can't knock on wood. There's no point. Okay. I'm talking. About, I wanted to be safe. If Thursday's injury was an injury to say where he's out. Till next year. Th- till next year through the off season. What does it mean 
for this pr program in terms of like, do you think he'd come back the same? Like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of what ifs, but like, I mean, obviously you'd be deflating because then you'd lose to FAU. Presumably. Presumably. Then you don't know about UTSA because UTSA is bad. And then you'd probably lose a bowl game. So, I mean, it just would deflate a lot of what you've done this year. Coming off an ODU loss. Yeah. And then there'd be just a lot more hyper. I mean, there'd be a lot more hypotheticals. You know, if Mason was here, we would have, one beat FAU and won our bowl game, we'd be 10-3. and three. You know, that's the type of yeah. hyperboles you'd have instead of being whatever they would have ended up without Mason. So um, it just would have been a completely different season. It would have been very depressing. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. My uh, turn. Go ahead. You have right. one more, right? Sorry? One more? Yeah, but I'm trying to think of another one so then it's not it's staggered. Well, still. I'll just use my extra one as a bonus one. Okay. Bonus one. I like that. <laughs> okay. So without DeAndre Torrey, this, team's, uh, this team gets touchdowns by blank. DeAndre Torrey has scored a lot of touchdowns, passing and rushing, and he's kind of been the, the you, bright spot. You know what? I'm going to stay on my my stance that the difference between DeAndre Torrey and Nick Smith isn't as big as it might be perceived because of the carries. I, don't, I think DeAndre Torrey is way better in the open field, and that's, a majority, that's how he scores a lot of his touchdowns. That's true. Okay, yes, that's true, but I still think Nick is can still make people miss. Nick is still a very elusive back. He's still a strong back. He's a little bigger than than DeAndre. I mean, DeAndre's I'd still I'd say DeAndre Torrey's a better back, but I don't think the difference is what I mean. Nick Smith had four carries to DeAndre's seventeen. I I don't think that's the okay. disparity. Do you think Do you think Nick Smith runs for ninety two yards? Like that's what I'm saying. Like this, like DeAndre Torrey. It's like catches out of the backfield and then he runs for thirty yards. I don't think Nick Smith is and he's DeAndre. He's, Dor okay, yes, DeAndre. I think the word you're looking for is he has the explosiveness. Right. Yeah. Nick exactly. Smith, he has Nick the explosiveness Smith and he. That's kind of this team's kind of relied on that because the receivers have haven't been outside of the first half that great. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, but no, I still think Nick Smith does a good job. I don't. He doesn't get the touchdowns that DeAndre had, but I still think Nick Smith. Um, would come in and be fine. So I think does, after Nick Smith would be a god drop off. Oh my gosh. So so how does this team score then? If Nick Smith doesn't get the touchdowns that DeAndre Torrey has, how, how does this team score? They don't. Okay. They they. I mean that's what happens. You, no, yeah. you don't get. No, I, oh, I, I'm saying like, do you think that the receivers make up for it? You know, type of thing. I mean, the receivers haven't proven to us that they can. Okay, make up that's for okay. Anything. I just want to make sure at that this that, point. Yeah. No, season. I agree. I agree. I just I think DeAndre Torrey has been very important to this offense I agree. in the last. Four games. Oh yeah, DeAndre Torrey's been tremendous. Like I said, he's increased his season high every game. Yeah, and three games. his explosive plays and and when he's in the open field, it's really fun to watch. Yeah, he's 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 amazing. A little bowling ball. That's what I'll never forget. Taylor, I'll never forget <laughs> Taylor, said that? Taylar Robinson calling him that. <laughs> he like, said call him a little bowling. He's ball. like, yeah, that little bowling ball over there. <laughs> it's hard to tackle. So yeah, that was that was a great moment. Okay, um, that was your bonus. Well, no, this is my oh, third yeah, one. You have first. third, and then you have a bonus. Okay. Uh, the attendance at this year's game was blank. This this game or no this year this season the games oh. are over six games. Oh, I thought are you were over. saying about the FAU game. Yes, no, I know the attendance at this year's games. At, the attendance at games this year was blank. Um, I'm trying to think of a word. That's I'm, ba not... I'm baiting you into this, Colin. I know I can tell, but it's okay. I've I've already I've already. If you don't take the bait, I will. So go ahead. Okay, the attendance at this. These this season's games has been you want me to go an first? atrocity. 
Oh my god. Okay. Well, you I took was trying to think. There. I was okay. trying to think of. I was trying to think of a word because you were upset with my my very whatever. Hey, so. that's true. That's true. So, at least so, you didn't say like bad. <laughs> very bad. Poor. No, but this team. It was announced eighteen thousand. Right. For who uh, cares? Who cares? That doesn't even matter. Okay, this ahead. last night's attendance or Thursday's attendance wasn't bad to what I thought it was going to be. So that's that's good on them. Good on good on the fans. <laughs> but the rest of the, this this stadium hasn't been filled up ever. Think about that. Ever. Not in the first game. Not in when this team was four and zero after beating Arkansas. This team has given the fans everything and has not gotten to that maximum capacity ever. What are you? What? What are you saying? And this, if if any year, was gonna, if if it was going to happen ever, it was going to be this year. The La Tech game. Yes, that was and it didn't game. happen. I agree. This um, team. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're getting me worked up now. No, go. This team has given the fans everything. It's given them a rapid turnaround. It's given them a star quarterback. It's given them a great head coach. Literally the perfect scenario for people to get, the, you know, behind this team, and they're just like, nah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like. I, and I don't want to say that because I don't think it's this, but like it's like with Baylor, how they were used to be really bad, and then they had that stretch where they were really good, mm-hmm. and now they're really bad, and then now everyone's like, oh, they need to be winning 10 games a season. Yeah, we so, miss when they were good. It's almost like, yeah, exactly. It's almost like this team's like, after one year of a great Mason fine, they're like, oh, this will always be like this. We're just entitled to this now. You know, <laughs> we're going to have another, we're going to have a five star quarterback come in here and just after Mason leaves, and we're going to be a, a really great team. Seth Luttrell's going to stay. This team's going to stay great. That's not how it works, folks. It's not how it works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my word for uh, <laughs> your laugh. <laughs> the attendance at this year's game, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to say roller coaster because it's been kind of a I'm roller I'm disappointed coaster. in you. It's been a roller coaster. You know, you got to give them credit for the two games they did, even though they didn't sell it out, which was very disappointing. Uh, you have to give them credit for those two games against SMU and uh, La Tech. You know, those were those were high points. Okay, you give them. I don't think that's credit where credit needs the, to okay. be due. I'm not the, obviously the whole season in one spectrum. You're not gonna. No one's gonna look at the season and be like, "That's a great attendance season for a team who might be the first team ever to win ten games here." You know, right? So it was not a great season, but it did have its high points. Um, then you go, so you go, here's basically the layout. SMU, what, 29,000, 30,000, somewhere in there, that yeah. ballpark. Uh, then you go UIW, 20,000. Then you go La Tech, 30,000, 31 almost. Yep. Um, which was the attendance record, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That was both of those. SMU was also. Yeah. SMU was, and then La Tech said it again. Then you have, what was it? S, uh, Southern Miss, which was... A rainy day. Remember we got yeah, the rainy, the rainy day. day, and there was like so there was like twelve thousand people. Yeah, there. it was really yeah, bad, and uh, so that was bad. And then you had Rice, which was homecoming, yeah, which had a lot of students, not a lot of people, which was I think it was like twenty four. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look at that. Uh, Mid twenties, basically. So it was all right. And this is all reported attendance. This yes, is this not is all what reported. Was actually of there, course, of course. Um, and then you have FAU. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, Southern Miss Rice. Yeah. So then you have uh, FAU, and that was I, – I still – I'm going to stand by that. The students showed up. I no, think against FAU, I was, I, was, I was happy that as many people showed up as they happy, did. I wasn't happy – I mean, I wasn't happy with the, so the end zone. Students. Okay, well, you, students. You, didn't, you never said students. 
Yeah, that's my fault. So I'm, I don't think the crowd itself was very good. No, I don't think the crowd was good, but I'm glad as many students as they did showed up because at Especially the end of the day, thirty game. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that's that's how a team gets its attendance numbers. You're not going to have you know thirty thousand alumni in the stands. So unless yeah. you're an OU, unless you're a powerhouse somewhere. Um, so yeah, that was a good conversation on attendance this year. We I wanted to revisit revisit it because we talked. My to- my heart, I feel my heart pumping out of my chest. Oh, that's good, Colin. At least we get some emotion on this podcast. Let it all out. I should start crying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I have a bonus one, Colin. All right, bonus. Bonus um, round. Since Where's the soundboard? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Donate to our stream, please. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, since North Texas takes on San Antonio in San Antonio next week, um, fill in the blank. San Antonio is a blank city. Okay, so you can't. I oh have God. a lot of history. This is going to be San analytical. Antonio. Okay, analytical. 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 Because I'm a Pistons fan. And okay. when the Pistons lost to Spurs in the finals, I hated basketball. Because I was a young fan, naive at the time, thinking the Pistons were world beaters after beating the Lakers. Yes. So I hated San Antonio. I came here, I met Bruni, and Bruni was the only slice of San Antonio that I liked. Don't Bruni doesn't Brady. count. He's Pandera. Okay, you yes. are actually San Antonio. Okay, yes, yes. True. Okay. So now. I like San Antonio, but I hate UTSA because of that. Because <laughs> they're a rival. They're the North Texas yeah. rival. So, San Antonio's a city is great. Ah, uh, yes. Never been to, you've never been to San I've Antonio. Never been, I've, what's really bad is I've lived here seven, eight, almost going on eight years, and I've never been to downtown Dallas in terms of like stepping out of my car and walking around. Jesus Christ. And <laughs> I live like 30 minutes away, so... God. That's pretty bad. I'll walk into San Antonio. Have you ever been to Houston? I've never been to Houston. I've walked wow. into Austin. Okay, yeah, Austin. Cool. So I've been to Austin. <laughs> and Fort Worth. I've been to Fort Don't Worth worry. as well. Don't if, worry. If, if, you, if you end up going this weekend to the San Antonio game, we'll go to the Riverwalk after the game. I got I to gotta see it. We'll go to the Riverwalk. I got to see it. You got to see the what uh, Charles Barkley calls the, the little crick. The little the creek. Little crick. <laughs> the dirty little creek. That's My what grandma calls Barkley. creeks cricks. Yeah. Down by the creek. Go swimming in the creek. A lot of people do. Well, I really asked this question because I wanted to answer, not because you. Of course, uh, I mean, I but figured. But San Antonio is the best city in San Antonio, in case in case y'all didn't know. And so we will be there. I will be there. I I'll think. be there. Okay, Colin is going. Yeah, I'm not gonna uh, take pictures of Maine. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, San Antonio. We're gonna be back for Thanksgiving. I just found out. I get to drive there by myself. So hey, man, I'd make that drive all the time. It's yeah, not that bad. four and a half hours. What if my car breaks down? Well, what if? What if? What if? All right. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, fine. That was the that was the bonus round. I'm very excited for tacos this week, next week I should say. San Antonio tacos. Oh, Casa that sounds de, so Casa good. Casa de Bruni. That's All right, uh, let's move on to more important stuff because we're at 45 minutes and let's get going. Bowl games, ladies and gentlemen. It, it is time for bowl games. This team has made a bowl game a long time ago. All right, so here, um, a lot of fans, like, I don't know if they know this or not. I'm sure they do. They probably do at this point. But there are two options, basically, that are – but these two options make up about 90% of the – He's talking about bowl games, by the way. Yes, bowl games. Yeah. These two bowl games are 90% of the probability of where have North ni- Texas goes. Have a 90% probability of where North yeah, Texas exactly. goes. Okay, yeah, exactly. Okay, there you go. Um, one is the New Mexico Bowl, which I'll put at about – 30%. Okay. And then the other is the Dallas First Responders Bowl. Basically the heart of Dallas Bowl. Except re reimaged. 
Yeah, but it's there's they have both of them still. No. Oh, really? It is. This is the Hard Dallas Bowl, except now it's the First Responders Bowl. Is it still in the Cotton Bowl? Yes. Huh. Or it's 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 the same thing. It's the same thing as the Hard Dallas Bowl. Well, I know they had the 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 one bowl that it was like the military bowl or something that was in Fort Worth in the TCU stadium. So, oh, I'm looking it up. Thanks, Bruni. Yes, it is in the Cotton Bowl still. Okay, it's in it's the, the Cotton Bowl. bowl. Okay. All right. So those are the two options. And Dallas, the first responders bowl is probably about sixty percent chance, according to my sources. All right. So, let's go through both of those. All right. Okay. Because it's only two weeks away till we know. All right. So, um, I think they said December second or right after the conference one's, championship. One's game. December fifteenth. No, hold on. Hold on. I'm saying. We'll, oh, when we'll there's announced. We'll when's know announced. Okay. Like two weeks from now. Right. Okay. So. The New Mexico Bowl, like you said, is on is on December fifteenth. That is against a Mountain West opponent. All right. Um, it is just to run through a couple of Mountain West teams that I would like to see. I mean, there's a couple other teams in there, but I would like to see either Boise State, Fresno State. Both of them are nine and two, or Nevada, who's seven and four. You Big have time. other you have other teams like Wyoming and Hawaii, who are like six and six, borderline ish. Uh, San Diego State also, I think, is six and five right now. Yeah. Um, so you got teams like that that are in the mix. Good teams. Yeah, you, good good teams. Uh, Boise State and Fresno State are really good, so that would be amazing. That'd be interesting. Yeah. That'd be a really that'd be, fun. That'd game. be really good. Uh, Nevada even, I think, would be a really fun game. So that's that's the first option. That's December fifteenth. So that's I think it's the quickest turnaround of any bowl game. I think that's the soonest one. December fifteenth. Don't well, there's four bowl games on December fifteenth. Okay. Well, it's. Again, it's the first day, basically. Yeah, it's the first games. day bowl games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, we were told that the president and maybe even the AD like playing every other year at home in yeah. Dallas, in the yep. DF, or at least in Texas, where yeah. fans can travel to it easily. So that's why the first responders bowl is probably like a sixty percent chance. Which makes sense because you need to try to get you know uh, a very loyal fan base, and that's the only way you can really do it. I agree. I mean, New Orleans wasn't that far, but still, it's it's out of state, so. Right, and I mean, it's an eight-hour drive or however long it was, so. Mm-hmm. So, for the first responders bowl, it's kind of different mm-hmm. um, than it was two years ago, uh, as far as conferences go. Okay. It's between a Conference USA team and a Big Ten team. So, when you hear that, you hear Big Ten, you're like, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute, we're talking about the same Big Ten that has four teams ranked right now? Yes, we are. Will North Texas play any of those four ranked teams? Probably no, not. No, they will not. <laughs> um, but just to, to roll off some names, these are four teams that I would love, personally, love to see North Texas play. Okay. Uh, first, Iowa, who is 7-4 right now. Second is uh, Wisconsin, who is 7-4 right now. <laughs> uh, third is Maryland, who is 5-6 right now. So that I feel like that's a really big possibility, even though Maryland is pretty far. So Yeah, we'll see. Know, who knows? Um, and then lastly, Michigan State, who is six and five right now. I like Michigan State. Well, yeah, you're from Michigan, of course you do. Wow. But um, besides those four, I mean, there's other teams like Indiana, Purdue. Uh, I think those are the only two actually. Uh, yeah, no, those two. So Indiana, Purdue are the other two teams that are like five and six right now that yeah. could potentially get in. None of those teams are really close to Dallas or anywhere near. No. I mean, who's the closest team? Probably Iowa. Iowa, probably. Purdue, Purdue, yeah. Uh, those are probably the only. T- in- I don't know. Indiana's not really that close, um, but yeah, those are the two closest probably. That's still pretty far tra- distance for them to travel, but one of them's gonna have to come. And so, if North Texas is here, I'm assuming that the competition will be a little bit yeah. better. So maybe we 
see maybe we see a maryland who you know gave ohio state a run for its money and beat texas that would be interesting because i feel like people would get behind the fact that they beat texas and almost beat ohio state like in yeah. terms of what happened like this recently team's talented. yeah this team's talented this team can win against ranked opponents How- i think another team obviously michigan state for the name um, of course of i course. think outside of those unless it's iowa because we played them or north texas played them last, last season i don't really think the other ones would get as much um wisconsin hype behind him wisconsin oh i forgot about wisconsin yeah, yeah about wisconsin wisconsin was a really good team last season so teams teams that have recent success i feel like are important i don't i don't personally want to see like an indiana come here because although they're a good team there's no hype recognition yeah they're basketball, basketball yeah exactly state. so <laughs> um i don't think wisconsin's come here especially if they go in eight and four yeah no way there's i don't think so i was just hypothetically you know yeah yeah, yeah just name it off some uh, i do think I mean, if Iowa loses and they go seven and five, there's a good chance there. I don't know who they play, but I'm really hoping it's. I would love Maryland personally. I would too, because I think that's a winnable game. I think it's a winnable game, but it's a tough team. Yeah, exactly. And they beat Texas, like you said. They almost beat Ohio State, yep. like we said earlier. Um, I think that would be probably the most. Well, Maryland has to win. Also, they're five and six right now, so they have to. What to about win the just to get whatever in. API or whatever they call it? APR. APR. I don't know. Yeah, I've actually gotten to the heart of Dallas. Yeah, but years I, haven't, ago. I haven't ranked. I haven't Maryland's looked at that. Maryland's smart. Yeah, I haven't. Looked. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, but yeah, so those are the two bowl games. Pretty much, everyone's looking at. Uh, the other bowls for Conference USA, I think, are whole. Uh, I don't know if it's Bahamas Hawaii. Bowl. Bahama. The Bahamas is there. They said probably FAU or FIU will take that. Um, if FAU makes it, it probably be FIU. Whatever bowl it is, the Boca Raton Bowl. Yeah, they don't think the... they don't think FAU is going to take that again. North oh, Texas really? is not going to go there. I don't think. Uh, is the New Orleans Bowl still Conference USA? I'm assuming it I'm is. I'm assuming. I have probably, no idea. Probably. There's a lot of bowls. They added teams. one, and I forgot which one they added. It might have been the New Mexico Bowl. New, New Mexico, Mexico Bowl, bowl. actually might have been. Yeah. Uh, but New Mexico, like I said, I would. I'm cool with either one as long as I really don't care where it is, New Mexico or Dallas. As long as it's against a team that is... It needs to be a team that has some kind of recognition Again, Boise it. State, Fresno State, even Nevada, Maryland, yeah. uh, Michigan State, uh, Iowa. I'm cool yeah. with all, any of those. I, like, I, I, don't, I personally don't want to see like an army or something like that. Like I want to see a team... <laughs> well, then, I would, play right, army, but yeah. I want to see a team that has like a history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if it's... Yeah, where they've been like, good before. Yeah, if it was like Wyoming, I'd be kind Yeah, of I'd be kind of upset. Or like Minnesota, <laughs> who's in the Big Ten. Like, I don't know what their record is, but... Five and six? Yeah, see, and Damn. I, like I don't want to see that because it's like Minnesota. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. So I want to see a team that gets some recognition. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously that's out of our control, so we'll see. Of course, of course. Um. Oh, also, I don't think I mentioned this, but the Dallas First Responders Bowl is December 26th, the day after Christmas. Yep. Kind of interesting. Sucks for me since I want to have Christmas with my family in San Antonio. So. Sucks for me too because I work. So. Well. Maybe I'll have that day off. I don't even know what my holiday. I just got a new job, so I don't even know what my my days. I'm so used to being in journalism and just having to do everything on holidays and hate yeah. myself. Yeah, I have like an actual job now. Yeah, you do. Congratulations. Thanks. Claps. Claps. All right, let's move on to UTSA, the greatest team in Texas minus like five. That might not even be the best team in San Antonio. <laughs> we'll find out next year when they play UIW. Find out next week on. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, hold on, let me get this. Okay, so to go through some of their stats, um, UTSA is three and eight, a, a very a very not good thing. They played one, two, th- four quarterbacks this season. All of them have gotten enough snaps to kind of say that there's they're kind of trying to figure out who they want. Um, Bryce Rivers started last game though. 
He had 31 attempts. He was 15 and 31. It was his first game playing, basically. Yeah. Uh, so Bryce Rivers, like mm. Bernie said, mm-hmm. had a 30, has through for the season 32 attempts, uh, 17 completed, and for one touchdown, one interception. The one with the most snaps is Cordell Grundy. I think I pronounced yeah. that correctly. He has five touchdowns, he three interceptions. He did not play against Marshall. Um, their yards per attempt is really not good. It's four and a half, and then it just goes down from there outside of Bryce Rivers, but that's a low sample size. Um, this team is obviously in a rebuild mode. Which is weird because last year they were good. Right, last year they were good. They still have that linebacker, if I got to say Tawefa. Yeah, Josiah, Josiah Tawefa, I believe. So I think it's going to be... I mean, I don't really know what to expect from this team in terms of, you know, their quarterbacks or how they'll play because they played so many. They're trying so many different things to kind of try to get something going because they don't they don't really have an identity at this point. Yeah. Um, Here's an interesting thing for you. They're two and five in conference play. They won their first two games against UTEP and Rice. Yeah. Uh, which got them off to two and no start over the last five games. You ready? I'm ready for this stat. Over the last five games, they've been outscored 178 to 30. Oh no! Hundred seventy-eight to oh, thirty. No. Okay, you said that's the last five games. Five games, and th- seventeen of those points came against uh, Southern Mississippi. Southern Miss. So, you take that game out, it gets even worse, obviously. But so they hundred seventy-eight had... to thirty. The average of that is thirty-five point six to six. So that's the had... average score. Left. So five to games. go through this, they had seventeen against Southern Miss, three against UAB, and a fifty-two to three loss. Seven against four FIU and a forty-five to seven loss, and then zero against Marshall and a twenty-three to zero loss. You didn't include UAB in there. I did. What was it? Fifty-two to three. Oh yes, you did. Okay. Um, so thumbs up. They also had before the Southern Miss game. They had La Tech thirty-one to three. Yeah. Um, they're not good. This is a team that has no confidence. They're right really. Now. They're like, uh, UTSA fans are calling for the head of uh, their coach Frank Wilson. They are just, I don't know if they're completely injured on the quarterback front or what the deal is there, but their quarterback situation is not good. Their offense situation is not good. Defensively, I watched their highlights against Marshall. Marshall kind of just said, all right, well, we went up 20-0 to on you, and you're not going to score. So they just kind of mailed it in from there. What was the final of that, of that game again? Which one, Marshall? 23-0. to Yeah, so they kind of just mailed it in at that point when yeah. it was 20-0. Uh, they could have destroyed them. And so UTSA, I just feel like it's a team that, in the back end, they didn't look very confident against Marshall's receivers. Um, they didn't look like they could tackle very well at all, which is an underrated thing at this point yeah. for bad teams. I think we've said it before, bad teams don't tackle. tackle. bad, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of a baseline thing you see. And what, so that caught my eye. What I think is interesting is this team hasn't had a 200 passing yard game this whole season from a, from a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, they also haven't had a rusher with above – 80 yards, except for one week they had a guy with 90. So this team is not... Which running back was it? Uh, Daniels, it is. B.J. Daniels? D- yeah. Yeah, B.J. Daniels. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to him, but there was a guy, Rhodes. Jalen Rhodes was supposed to be the starting running back coming into the season. I think he got hurt or something like that. Yeah, he has, he has a couple of the high rushing. Yeah, he was, he was supposed to be legit. He didn't play against Marshall, so it tells me leads me to believe that he's injured They or also only had a... Daniels only rushed for 10 yards against Marshall, so... <laughs> Uh, Rivers threw for 158 passing yards, and they rushed for 10 yards. Um, yeah, they're not good on offense, and this again should be a blowout. Um, it should. So I mean, I don't really know if there's much more to say than. Well, the thing is, I feel bad not giving them the the time of the day, because we did the same thing against ODU. 
and that's fair. So, but ODU people, also, people, you know, could score. Yeah, at least ODU's offense was good. Yeah, so I don't know. This team is interesting because we don't really know what to expect, but we still know what to expect in terms of like they're not going to produce a lot offensively, but we don't really know how they're going to give us or give North Texas. You know, yeah, like how we're trying to figure out how it's going to be a game. Yeah, because. They can rush, I guess, maybe, if they want to, or they could try to try one of their four quarterbacks to pass the ball over the, the top. The concern I have is, why was ODU successful in the second half against North Texas? Be- Defense, in terms of, uh, and, and on the in, terms, in, in terms of their offense, yeah. So, basically, in this, we talked about it after the ODU game, is that basically Old Dominion's run game still wasn't very good. Right. Um, I worry that North Texas does what they do with good teams, and they say, all right, well, we're just going to let this quarterback beat us. We're going to stop the run. UTSA, I don't think, can run the ball well enough if you only have six guys in the box. You don't need to have seven guys in the box right. against Old Dominion or against UTSA. And Old Dominion kind of exposed that, I guess, because their quarterback was entering the game. We didn't think he was going to be very good. And then North Texas kind of was like, all right, well, we're going to make him beat us, like like they did against UAB, Southern Miss, anybody. Yeah, but those are one heavy yeah. Teams and yeah, and UTSA doesn't warrant that kind of attention in the run game. Even though they I might, agree. even if they run the ball decently well, even if they run the ball for four yards to carry, if they can't pass the ball, they're not going to move the chains at all. So I yeah. just want to see how Refit plays this. If he plays it the same way he did as ODU, or if he's going to maybe change it up in a little bit and just not let them pass the ball. Be interesting if they did it the opposite way and took away the pass game and just had let them run it. Yeah, because I feel see, like just the linebackers see are good happen. enough. I feel like yeah. the linebackers are, I mean, we have Gardner and EJ. I mean, Taylor Robinson can even come down for the run really well. Um, I just feel like even if they can't let this team get in a rhythm in the pass game, which they do sometimes, they, they let opposing quarterbacks get in a rhythm. Yeah, We've this seen is, it. This is North Texas's last chance to kind of prove that they're able to blow out teams. Yeah, well, yeah, it definitely is. 100% is, because they're not going to blow out their full game team unless... Right, and I think, again, even though this is this is... North Texas should win this game and probably will this game. I think it's important that they do kind of blow them out because it kind of, again, the image of this year's team is like they couldn't blow out anybody. <laughs> and I feel like they need to kind of prove that wrong this last game. Yeah. All right, you ready for predictions? I am ready for predictions. Okay, I got my pen out. Colin Rooney. All right, Colin, what's your prediction? Mm. This is kind of tough because what? none of my predictions have been close except for this FAU one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um... Give me UTSA 17, North Texas 41. 41-17. So that is a, what is that, 20, I can't do math. 24. 24. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to be a little more conservative. Because I just I still don't trust this team, uh, North Texas team that is, um, but I just don't think UTSA is gonna score enough. So I'm gonna say, I say a little more conservative. It is a little more conservative. I'm gonna say 31 to 13. Big time. It's, it's along the same line as yours. Yeah. 41 17 31 yeah. 13. It's along the same lines, but it's just a little low, lower scoring. I don't trust UTSA's offense to get more than one touchdown. If they I agree. Do, I think it's just field goals. Effort. If they do, that'd be terrible not good so all right anything else i think i'm all right anything else you want to say? again shout out quinn shambor for being quinn shambor just 
Quinning. Just shout out, shout out Quinn. Anytime you see Quinn, just say Quinning. <laughs> Quinning. We're, we're Quinning. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for, if you're watching on the stream, thank you for watching, tuning in. If you are listening on SoundCloud, that is at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast on SoundCloud. We thank you for that. And any other way you are, con- there's no other way they can consume this, right? SoundCloud. Well, that, I already said SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. All right, but yeah. So thanks for joining us. We'll be on the basketball podcast in about, what, 15, 20 minutes, something yes. like that? Yeah, go click on that if you're on SoundCloud as well. And um, thank you all for joining us.